episode of the Aussie Fire Community Podcast. My name is Jahira. I'm co-founder of Finch and venture partner at Scalata Ventures. And joining me today is the wonderful Danielle Marie from Solterra, a Web3 registered trading organization and also founder of She's Blockchain Savvy and All Things Blockchain. Welcome, Danielle. Thank you for having me. Wonderful. Well, we'll dive right in. We like to start these interviews with a bit of uh, background in, on yourself, how you got into Web3 and your current role at Solterra. Well, yeah, there's a you know very long story on how I got started, but the short version is um, I knew that I wanted to get out of the rat race of the nine to five. I'd been in hospitality for you know 20, oh, at that time, about 15 years. And I started an online network marketing business and I was learning all these things. And the guy that I was in business with introduced me to Bitcoin. I watched Banking on Bitcoin, which uh, I don't even know if it's still uh, on, on Netflix. But when I watched it, I was just like, it was, I knew that it was more than Bitcoin. And I started to learn about the technology. And I don't come from a tech background. And I just went down this rabbit hole and went to all the meetups, anything that I could to learn. Uh, you know, I thought the bear market, I uh, know I got in at the end of 2017. So it was like kind of end of that, that bull market. And I thought, you know, oh my God, I'm going to become like, you know, a crypto millionaire. And then surely, you know, 2018, I was like, oh, what's happened here? But I, I was still in, but I was one foot in, one foot out. I didn't sell any crypto, but I didn't buy any more, which was one of my biggest mistakes. Um, but I, end of 2019, I just saw there's a massive opportunity I knew I wanted to work in this space and um, I met Nathan from Blockchain Collective who are the original curators of the accredited blockchain courses that we deliver here um, at Solterra. And I'm like, I don't know what I want to do, but I just know I want to be in this space. And so I found out about these accredited blockchain courses and I just knew with my background of training, like management and training and coaching, and I've been a personal trainer and I taught Zumba and as a lead staff trainer and developer for a large corporate company back home, I was like, well, I'm good at training. Why don't I, you know, do these courses and then I can help these beginners because it takes on average five to seven years to become an expert in the space. Mm. So I started studying. I was the first international student uh, to enroll in the courses because I'm originally from Canada, if anyone can hear my accent. Um, yeah, and I just went on a mission. And since then, I've been the first female and international student to complete both the diploma and the advanced diploma and 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 went in with the intention of becoming a trainer. And so now I'm really, you know, proud of kind of transitioning from this non-tech background uh, from hospitality. And I had so many um, I don't, I don't even, I don't know what the word is, but like non-believers in the beginning. And I was just like, well, you know what, just because I don't come from a tech background doesn't mean that I can't learn the basics and help teach. And one of the things I find with the non-tech background is we always find these analogies or these ways to help people understand it. And I was like, well, that's my gift. Um, and then alongside that, I realized and that's when I founded She Was Blockchain Savvy, which was a is still a, a brand. It's kind of like my little hobby business. And it's just about bringing more women into the space. And then I was like, okay, well, I want to help women, but I also want to help like everyone. Um, and so I started All Things Blockchain, which is this nonprofit association to uh, create free educational and networking events. And I knew that what all things blockchain was going to be my vehicle because I had, I'm good at community organizing. I'm good at event organizing. You know, I've been doing it for 20 years, 
So why don't I do that while I'm, you know, getting my qualifications? So I simultaneously built the community. It's primarily in Brisbane at the moment, but I'm very excited. We can talk about more later, but we're going national this year. And um, so, yeah, so I started with my, the skill sets that I had and I was actually just at an event. Uh, it was a women in tech event here in the Gold Coast. And we were talking about how when people think about tech or Web3 or coming into the space, what we want to help is educate them. Like, let's look at your current skill set and how that can transition into different roles that are in the space. Um, so that's what I did. I just looked at, okay, these are my current skill sets. I'm going to continue studying. And then, so yeah, so now um, I've taught for various RTOs, including like Tate Queensland, but um, I really am passionate about education and, and delivering quality education. So Solterra had hunted me and gave me this opportunity to come over and create Solterra Web3, where we can really write, make kind of custom learning experiences, um, whether that is, you know, just for individuals or for organizations. So, mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. Wow, that is quite the introduction. No, and 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 what I love most about it is that you are a leading example of um, someone who perhaps comes from an unconventional background, um, like like everyone does at, at the start of the Web three journey, um, and you are living, breathing that that story and evidence that you know people who do start um, can build very successful, flourishing careers and and passions from um, what started out to be you know completely new so tell us more about Solterra what how did Solterra come about uh, what's their vision and mission at the company and um, in your opinion just given that you've worked with lots of different um, you know organizations in the education space as it relates to blockchain how where does Solterra differ what are they what are they doing uniquely in the market so Solterra originally, it's been an RTO that's been around since 1999, a private RTO. And for those that are listening, they're like, what's an RTO? So TAFE Queensland is, or not TAFE, not TAFE Queensland. I'm so used to saying TAFE Queensland, but TAFE in general is probably the largest RTO, but it's government funded. So that's why people mostly know TAFE. Um, but we're a private RTO. And um, they uh, identify, so they've been in supply chain logistics uh, warehouse training uh, since 1999 and then they obviously heard about blockchain and they're like okay well you know they started kind of like learning a little bit about it and they're like okay well this is this technology and not just blockchain we teach everything you know machine learning AI IoT devices but they're like okay well clearly this technology is going to disrupt the industry where we're already doing training and um, yeah, they reached out to me and they were like, okay, would you, you would you be interested in coming across? And um, at that time I was working with TAFE and, you know, it was really exciting that, you know, these government programs such as, as TAFE had bring on these, you know, these exciting emerging forces. But what is different with TAFE, uh, with Solterra, is that we can customize our programs particularly. So, you know, I meet a client and I'm like, hey, what's your more, what's your key objective? Um, what, and, and when I say a client, we, we're primarily more, focused on b2b but um we have a lot of um you know b2c students that come to me and i'm like hey what's your primary objective now a lot of our students are actually have a project and they build their business model their proof of concept and we basically help them understand how they're going to implement that technology but large organizations might be like oh well 
this is what we want. We want to retain staff or we want to upskill our leadership or we want, you know, them to be starting to think critically on how we're going to innovate within our company. So the the difference between Solterra and say some of the other training providers that offer the same, you know, diploma or advanced diploma of applied blockchain is we can customize the learning experience. Mm -hmm. And, um, We've done things from, you know, running, uh, we have a micro skill set, which is like the first three units of uh, the advanced diploma. And we had a client, it was face to face. I delivered it and it was so beautiful. They had brought in a few different departments in and we we mixed them up and we put them into teams. And the, the organization was like, not only the learning, but the the energy and the excitement that it brought and how these two, like all these different departments were working together to start thinking about the problems that, um, are currently in their organization and how they can implement emerging technologies, you know, such as blockchain, AI, IoT devices to mm -hmm. solve some of these problems. Um, so I love the fact that we can customize that training program. Um, and I'd say that's the primary difference um, between a private RTO and say something like TAVE, mm -hmm. um, where it's very structured, you know, you got you, know, you got your enrollment dates and I'll work with the students. So like if you came to me and you enrolled in, in the micro skill set, I've designed it for it to be done in four and a half months, but you're like, you know what, I work full time and I've got a family, I'll work with you to design a custom study plan. And I'll, I'll try to hold you accountable for that. But if life gets in the way, as it most usually does, that's fine. You know, if you're studying with, say, like a university or say something like TAFE, it's very structured. If you don't hand in your assessments by the due date, then you've got to re-enroll. So I'd say that's probably the, the massive kind of primary difference is that customizing the experience before goals. Which I think is so important today, just given everyone's conflicting priorities. And, and most times you're starting out learning about Web3 on the side as, as a side hobby. And so unless you're taking the leap to really invest um, and commit to formal education, it often is, you know, learning in the spare time that, that we have. Um, a question on the organisation, I guess, for people listening who may be working in companies that are starting to talk about um, educating the, their teams and departments, um, two questions. One is, what is the level of, of understanding that's required to, to start? Because I imagine that that varies within an organisation. And two, what are the kinds of um, outputs or, or, you know, I guess businesses that have come through, what are some of the tangible things that you've seen them be able to um, deliver as a result of, of a training programme? So the, the, the first question is, this is where we sit down with the organization and get clear on what they need. And so we've actually customized, we have even just something really simple, like a lunch and learn Well, I'll go in and it's actually this like kind of interactive workshop where we just teach them the very basics of like what's web two, you know, one, two, and three, the history, and then give uh, basically showcase all these different examples of how these big mainstream companies and it's so exciting for me because when I started my studies there was no examples of how Nike or you know Starbucks were using the technology so we give them these opportunities to think about okay well these are how these companies are using it and then we break them and they go and brainstorm that's just like a short little workshop like a little teaser then we have like a full day workshop for those companies that are unsure okay do we really want to invest or you know is this something that we need um, to our micro skill set, which is like, you know, the first few units to um, we've also launched a new product, a cert for leadership and management around innovation. So it's like 
about upskilling um, their leaders, but think using critical thinking. So they they basically learn the foundations of blockchain and they build a blockchain business model. And mm -hmm. so with particular clients, we would work around, okay, well, what's your kind of core objective? Um, so it really, it, we can service from complete beginners to uh, kind of more intermediate to advanced. It's really about sitting down with the client. Um, now I think I forgot the second question. No, that's fine. I, I guess maybe examples of, of businesses, if you can mention any by, by name or if not, just kind of the types of projects that they've been able to deliver on. Um, and then I might also just couple that on the individual side, just given your work with She's Blockchain Savvy and all things blockchain, what have individuals been able to do with the learning and what's some, what are some of the cool things that they've gone on to, to pursue as a result of that? So I've got two because they're like, you know, my little kind of pride and joys. Like, yeah, working uh, with big organizations, like I said to you, uh, I'm not going to mention any names because, you know, it was a little bit of a um, kind of a, a, a private kind of agreement. But when I saw how the, the, the collaboration between these different departments, like that mm -hmm. was really kind of exciting. And, and I asked them at the end, I was like, what have you found the most value? So for, um, you know, the, the owners of the business, they had all of these innovative team, uh, ideas that were coming from their team on how to improve systems and processes or create new revenue streams or how they're going to engage their customers. Um, but what the, the employees liked about it was that they were connecting with other people in other departments. Mm -hmm. So that was super cool. Uh, but uh, I, I'd say I have two in terms of individual. I had a lady um, that um, came to me. This is probably through She's Blockchain Savvy. And it's my true vision of what I really want to do and achieve more of. But she came to me. She did my free crypto um, course. Then while she was doing that, she learned about blockchain. And then she did the diploma blockchain. And she's now doing an internship with me and is, is working to becoming one of our trainers. So like that's super exciting from like a free crypto course to now becoming a blockchain educator. So like I think that's fantastic. And then the second one is a current student that I have um, is, you know, very successful um, businessman. He's been in the industry for 20 years in like the geotech space. So he's building out this uh, business model around that space. But I've watched him flourish and transition into being like, do you know what? He's like, that's great. I could go and try to solve that problem. He's like, but what a lot of businesses need right now is just consulting and education and like how we're going to, you know, help these businesses understand. And I was like, great, because a lot of the times when you start with one intention in the Web3 space, you end up over here, right? Like you think you're going down this hole and that's why we call yeah. it the route, right? Because you just don't know where you're going to end up. Um, but one of uh, my one of kind of proudest moments is in one of the units, we, we really go down and talk about, you know, how you're scoping out the project and what are the functional requirements? Because as non-tech people, we need to explain to the developers what we want us to build. And um, they he's come on board. I brought him onto the ATV team as one of our Discord managers. And we're talking about how we're going to do our NFT memberships. And I was like, okay, well, here's one of the the functional requirements like we need we want to onboard new people and i loved he was bringing in the learnings that i literally was talking to him about previously nobody else on the call got it right but like he was like mm -hmm. okay one of the functional requirements that we need and this is how we need to happen so that just warms my heart when i see yeah. like students taking the learnings that they're having, you know, from the program and actually implementing it into like the real world. Mm -hmm. And I, I just want to also quickly highlight, um, 
I'm doing my bachelor's of information systems. University is great. But what I love about vocational education is it's really, it's about developing skills that you can actually, it's not theory-based, like we're actually a project-based. So you're going to take what you're learning and like, how can you go and apply that in, in, into various aspects of the Web3 space? Aspect. Yeah, great. And that, that probably segues nicely into our next question. I guess if you're in the space, you know how fast it feels, but um, to, to the outside world, uh, I guess there's still just a very small percentage of, of people, you know, in Web3. Um, what do you what do you think it will take to get mainstream um, learning more about this space and what do you currently see or what would you like to see just having had experience across such a broad range of, of you know educational approaches and, and deliveries are we missing anything what can we be doing better um I think in terms of mainstream adoption um you know, my job's becoming easier because we have all these large organizations. And I remember, and I really, like now when I sit and reflect about um, Marcus Xavier, who's basically my mentor and the one that curated the courses, how visionary he was with some of the content. But like I was doing these courses three years ago and I'd get so frustrated. I'm like, there is no interoperability between blockchains. I don't know what you're talking about. And then now there's all these bridges and there's this interoperability and and it's amazing to sit back and kind of watch it happen. Mm -hmm. Um, But in terms of uh, main adoption it's these large companies to come to play so my job's easier because now I can sit at the front of the room and give people examples and I remember um sitting there thinking I'm like okay well how could this technology be used you know and you have to be kind of really creative and like uh, and so this is where I feel that um, I don't know if you've ever done a disc profile, but like teams and dynamic teams, it's like, you know, you've got that creative person that's thinking about the ideas and then you've got someone. So I ask a lot of probing questions to my students so that we can, you know, think about how we're going to use these technologies. So I think in terms of mainstream adoption, I think we're already on the way by having these large companies. Also, um, that, you know, we're the 1% of the world that are like, yes, I believe the rest of the world, I'm not sure. So when they start seeing these big brands come into play, they yeah. trust it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, what could we do differently? I think that um, organizations just need to be open to uh, investing in, in training and development and are just offering learning opportunities rather than always focusing on the immediate. Um, what I've experienced is these traditional Web2 businesses, they want to say, okay, well, I've invested this much money. What's my ROI? And like, how can I measure that ROI? And, and what I think that they're missing out on that opportunity is that one really creative idea could potentially disrupt an industry or create an entire new revenue stream and you can't track it you know it's it's not one of those things that you can be like oh okay well we had 20 people go to this workshop and they we, we okay we spent five grand on you know sending 20 people to this workshop for the day how did we get money you can't really kind of track it and i and i Testing think in the, pro- in the process rather yeah, than i think the web two space is unsure because we've come from this like industry of like okay well this is what i invest this is what i get out so it's a little bit harder for them to determine mm-hmm. if it was a good investment or not mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i think that they should just be a little bit more risky and like have you know 
you know, if you take of it as an investment portfolio, we'll do the same with your training and development. So mm -hmm. okay, here we go. We've got 20% for more risky training and development. We're not actually mm -hmm. sure if anything's going to come out of it. Yeah. Let's get somebody in to teach our, our entire, um, you know, and uh, we have a thousand employees. Let's teach them about NFTs. Mm -hmm. You know, nothing might come out of it, but something might. Yeah, great. That that's such a great insight, um, Danielle. Finally, as a community podcast, we're always keen to hear what community means to you. And obviously, having wearing so many different hats in the space, how have you gone about building really strong communities? So um, I think I had a bit of a confirmation with all things blockchain. And, you know, when I founded all things blockchain, there was a very clear purpose of it. And when I entered in the industry, uh, especially back in 2018 and 2019, the, all of the meetups were very, um, you know, specific uh, in terms of what their um, narrative was that they wanted to deliver. So if it was a Bitcoin cash meetup, like, and I'm so glad that the Bitcoin cash versus, Bitcoin, I don't know, they've all kind of gone away, but it was like, you went to a meetup and then it was like trying to brainwash you about Bitcoin cash or you'd go and they would promote it as like a, you know, crypto for beginners, but it was really just some dude at the front of the room trying to get you to sign up for his, you know, his training program. So it was always there. It was always a motive. And what I found was that it was actually giving the reputation, uh, the industry a bad reputation because these beginners, these new people would come to the space and then they would have a bad experience. So I reached out to a couple of people and I said, hey, listen, I'm good at community organizing. This is when I started my studies. I was like, but you know, I don't have all the knowledge, but I want to create a community that's organized and run by the like by the organization. And DAOs like weren't even like a thing back then. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we're a fully nonprofit organization. And it's taken me until this year, like the first year everyone was gung-ho and then the bear market kicked in. And then last year I just kind of found it was just me hitting the pavement. I had a few people helping here and there. And then this year I've got almost, I think we've got about a team of 10. And yeah. um, one of the ladies that I, we've just brought on, her name's Sarah, to, because uh, we've never done any socials. We've never done online. Everything's been in real life. And I was like, okay, well, we want to kind of go more national, but not necessarily national and organizing uh, in real life events, but we want to tap into the regional communities. How can we build? How can we educate? And um, our new sponsor, Innovate, um, up in Brisbane, they've got the infrastructure for us to live stream and do all this stuff. Anyways, I'm going on a tangent, but I said to her, I was like, why do you, like, what's your purpose? And like, why do you want to join ATV? And she goes, because yours is the first meetup that I've gone to that it felt like it was actually just a meetup for everyone to mm. benefit from. It wasn't, you weren't trying to promote your brand. You weren't trying to do anything. It was in all of our team. We all have our own projects. And she goes, you could just feel the community feel in the room. It wasn't about you promoting your own company. Mm -hmm. And so we have this ethos at all things blockchain. Um, brand awareness is okay. Selling, promoting, shilling, not allowed. I love hearing when people come and tell me it's because of your meetup. I met this person and now I'm doing this startup project. And yeah, so I can imagine that to be a wonderful feeling um, and obviously great validation that you you are doing the right thing and you are bringing the right values, I think, to the community, which is um, which is really important. Uh, one last thing, because Oz Deepa, right. I remember when we very, I don't even know when Mark reached out to me, but, um, you know, 
Oz, Dave, I reached out and we're like, yeah, let's work together. Let's do things. You know, we've done our community Christmas party together. You know, it's not about competing. It's about mm-hmm. how we work together. We've supported each other from the beginning. And I love that. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, um, Danielle. Unfortunately, we've come up to time. And for anyone listening at home who might be working for a company that could benefit from training programs at Solterra and or interested in learning and advancing their personal learning, uh, Danielle, what's the best way to get in touch with you? I'd say the most active is on LinkedIn. Thanks again for your time and uh, insights. Appreciate having you on the show. Uh, For everyone else, we'll see you in the next episode. Take care for now. Bye.